no, we, you know, I mean, we, we just, we, the bears are what we thought they were. They're what we thought they were. Say that one more time, play. One more time. One more time. Bear Central's podcast is sponsored by Kins Lager Brewery, located in Oak Park, Illinois. They're a local lager-focused brewery. The Bear Central's podcast listeners will receive a 15% discount on your order by using promo code BEARSPOD. Please visit them at kinslager.com. That's spelled K-I-N-S-L-A-H-G-E-R.com. Welcome to the Bear Essentials. We are Chicago Bears podcast for the fans. On today's show, we break down the Bears under pressure, heading into the season, and much, much more. Hey, Doug, what's the good word, famo? Man, everything is all good over here, Prez. How about you? Well, you know, I just talked to you yesterday, so same old shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, sir. I totally get it, man. But one thing I am happy about, uh, bro, is it didn't didn't rain today. So I'm very happy about that. Man, I love it when the weather looks like this, man. Like you said, no rain, the good sunshine, man, and just great weather. Yeah, man. I actually sat out and and, and took some calls and, and, and worked uh, Zoom meetings out on the deck. Man, I was chilling today, man. It was good. Good weather, man. Not too hot. Because, you know, sometimes you're sitting out there and it's so hot, it's messing up the laptop. You can't sit out there too long. But it was just just the perfect mix today. I loved it. Me too, man. It's a good day also to um, cut the grass. So feel good about that. Oh, look at you over there getting stuff done, man. Okay, man. <laughs> Not only did Adel put in an eight-hour work day and about the pod, but man, got the grass cut. Man, all right, I see you. I see you. I need to, I'm over there trying, man. <laughs> I hear you. I need to do that shit myself. <laughs> <laughs> but as I digress, man, good to talk to you again, man. But let's get into this show. Before we get into it, man, I want to give some, some kudos to our brother, Charles Peanut Tillman. He was elected to the Louisiana Hall of Fame. And anybody that listens to this show, you guys know me and A-Dub. I mean, that's one of our favorite all-time Bears, stand-up guy, peanut punch. What more can you say? But, man, wanted to give him a shout-out here on the show and congratulate him for getting elected to the Louisiana Hall of Fame. Man, congrats, Peanut, man. Well-deserved, man. You, you deserve that big time. And uh, I'm just happy to see this happen for him, man. On top of that, he's previously been inducted into the college that he played at the University of Louisiana at Lafayette. He's in the Hall of Fame there as well. So, man, they've given him his uh, his kudos out there in, in his hometown there. Yeah, man. Get your flowers now, man. Well deserved. We all talk about what he did, not only in a Bears uniform, but how he transformed that defensive back position. And a lot of these defenders that you see in the league now, they've turned more into trying to force the ball out. You see more players now, A-Dub, trying to punch the ball out. You, you all pushed, put that back on, watching Peanut Tillman play and how he forced turnovers. And now you see more guys in the league doing that more and more these days. It's pretty much something these uh, wide receivers and running backs got to stay on your toes, man. You know, like you say, help change the game, man. And um, you're right. I love, I love that fact of him, man. And um, I'm happy for him. Yes, sir. Shout out to you, Peanut. Love you, man. Love you. Last week, we talked about Marquise Goodwin. We know the Olympic trials, you know, have come and gone. Marquise Goodwin failed to qualify. And I, when I looked at him performing out there and I saw him, he had his uh, he had his bare sleeve on his leg and he was out there competing. I said, 
man, dude, he looks so good out there, man. He didn't, he didn't qualify, but I still give the guy props and kudos, man, because that's nothing but world-class athletes that were in that event over the weekend. Yeah, man. And the thing is, Press, it wasn't like he finished last. You right. know what I'm saying? <laughs> to be a football player and able to do that. I mean, they say he finished 19 out of 24 jumpers. The guy got some game, man. Mm-hmm. This isn't his primary sport. You know, there's guys that are, are competing for this year round. He's training to play football, even though I know he sat out last year. But at the end of the day, he didn't qualify. And like you said, A-Dub, it's not like he finished in last place. So, hey, I give him I give him some kudos. He, he fell short in 2016 as well. But I give nothing but credit for people that try to stretch themselves and to push themselves to do things outside of their normal element. Absolutely, Press. They said the top 12 kind of like leave and go on to the next, you know, move on, move forward. He finished 19, but it just shows you, like you said, man, what he's able to do. The guy can flat out, man, do different things. And to see him competing this year is just phenomenal. That is true. That is true. And like I said, what it goes to show you is Marquise Goodwin is obviously NFL talent, one of the probably the, the players that I'm really, really excited about heading into training camp. We've talked about it a lot, but it shows you the type of talent that's out there because you have a guy like this who's a pro athlete in the NFL and he's going out there, you know, trying to try to make it happen and try to qualify. And he had what 17, 18 other guys that they finished higher than him. But it doesn't take away from what he was attempting to do. I give him kudos for it, but now it's time to focus on football. He'll be available for training camp now. So I'm looking forward to seeing what he does out there once the uh, the helmets and the shoulder pads go on. Yes, sir, Praise. And I think with that, with them coming back, he should be in good shape. I don't think we have to worry about him being in shape, man, because that he probably been training for this damn long jump <laughs> probably for, like, you know, for a couple months now. And on top of what he was doing to get ready for the season. Yep. So, if it, so if anybody's in shape, it's this guy. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> you went out on the same page, brother. Yes, sir. So last week, I, I, I talked about Cole Komet, and I, and, I, and I signaled him as being one of those guys that we are thinking is going to have a breakout season this year. We talked about in the past that Cole Komet was going to attend tight end U. He actually went and attended it this past weekend. So for anybody in our audience that isn't familiar, what tight end U is, is an opportunity for young tight ends in the league to get some mentoring and they get some up-close personal coaching and tips from some of the league's best. So you got guys like Travis Kelsey out there, George Kittle, and then Greg Olson, who we talked about on the show last week, just to name a few people that were there at that tight end U. So that's a great opportunity for a talented kid like Cole Komet, who's coming into his own, to be able to pick up some tips and things of that nature from those type of guys they do. Man, Perez, that's a lot of knowledge in the room, man. And we talk about some big-time tight ends. You mm-hmm. mentioned Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, and even Greg Olson, like you mentioned, man. Mm-hmm. I'm quite sure Cole learned a lot of tricks and that he can pretty much put out there on the field when the game time begins. I'm happy for him, man. And the one thing I took away from that press as well, I saw some pics of him, man. The dude body looked really good, man. Bro, he, sh- he shredded. Out. He shredded. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. yeah, he don't look like he did uh, when he got drafted. He is shredded. <laughs> man, <laughs> talk about a guy being ripped up, man. Somebody been in that weight room working. So, hey, Cole Komet looks ready. Boy, boy, boy. I feel bad for them DBs and safeties and linebackers are going to come up and try to put the tackle on him. <laughs> hey, he, he putting hits on them. <laughs> Man, well, he was doing it last year. Just imagine what he's going to do now after he had a, a year of uh, getting that NFL conditioning and stuff going on. Man, he I'm telling you, that's a hell of a point, A-Dub, because he looks great. <laughs> <laughs> 
in prayers. That means looking like that, man. I'm quite sure he got a lot, lot more confidence than he had last year. You know, it's like, look, you see how I look now? Hey, I'm running you little small dudes over. <laughs> man, that's right. But also, too, so when you think about tight end you, A-Dub, those are some great names that were there. But then you also got to think about the guy that he has the, the privilege of working with every day in the tight end room, Jimmy Graham. We talked about it, you know, on the last couple of episodes. Jimmy Graham was there to kind of mentor and help him along during that rookie season. And so now he's going to be able to follow up with any little tips that he learned during that tight end summit. And he's going to be able to take that back. And then now him and Jimmy Graham can chop it up, A-Dub. Man, that's going to be a great conversation to talk about what you learn some of the tricks and trades, some things how you can continue to evolve. I mean, that's going to be a very good dynamic, good dialogue, good conversation, Chris. So I'm looking forward to seeing those two guys work together and continue to produce. Yeah, and I'm telling you, I expect nothing short of a breakout season from Cole Komet. We're already thinking that he's going to have a much bigger role in the offense, especially as a pass-catching tight end. The sky's the limit for this kid. We see that he's putting that work in. We can see physical signs that he's putting that work in. Now he's doing to these tight end U's, getting the mental reps in, working with some of the league's best. Man, I mean, you can't ask for more in a young tight end and a young weapon on his offense to do all of these little intangible things to take their game to the next level. All I can do is appreciate a kid who willing to put the time in and willing to work this hard to be great. He's not just trying to be good, friends. The good thing, ah, that's one thing. Trying to be great is another thing, man. And all of these, like I said, intangible things that he's doing to get to that point, the learning, the working hard, putting the efforts out there. This is what you expect. This is what you want, man. So I'm not sure how far he's going to go up the ceiling-wise. But right now, I love what I'm seeing right now. Well, hey, another guy that we're talking about putting the work in, A-Dub, is my boy, David Montgomery. He's coming off a pretty impressive second year in the league. Now, think about this, A-Dub. And this is something that you and I have talked to about with our listeners and we've had many conversations just one-on-one talking about David Montgomery. We can't imagine the type of year that this guy would have had if he would have been featured in the offense sooner than when they decided to like just give him the ball. Because right. it took them the second half of the season to finally realize that, hey, this is the centerpiece of the offense. Feed him the fucking ball, right? But one of the things that we've talked about in the offseason with him is he wasn't content with the fact that he put up some decent numbers. The guy wants more. He's hungry for more A-Dub, and he had a message for his haters. Oh, look, I'm happy for him, man. Put that message out there for the haters, right? Got to. The thing about him, Perez, is that he's very humble, right? He doesn't take the fact that he done well last year and say, okay, that's it. That's the end of the role. For him, this kid is like, look, I got haters, you know? He didn't like what CBS Sports ranking did to him, ranking him 25th. He was like, look, look, I got a problem with all this, you know? They don't know how great I really am, you know? So, therefore, with Nagy trying to pump me up a little bit to say I'm a great you know, running back, he's like, nah, uh-uh. You saw what CBS Sports said about me. I got something to show these haters. Ooh, talk to him. Talk to him. Because you know what? I love that because that's a guy that's out here. He They sleeping on me, and that's okay because I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you. And that exactly. fired me up. That fired me up, bro, when I saw that clip. <laughs> hey, friends. Man, it's this whole ordeal that fired me up, bro. When he walked in there, he's like, hey, look, are we doing are we doing full pass today? Because I'm ready to run a football, baby. <laughs> Man, I'm telling you, that's a guy that wants, he wants it. You know what I mean? <laughs> and he told Nagy, he said, I'm made for Sundays. When I hear something like that, man, I'm like, boy, I can't wait for the season to start. I can't wait. I can't wait till that fucking season opener, bro. 
when I hear him talking that talk, ooh, number 32, let's go. <laughs> and the thing is, friends, he showed us last year some stuff. So it's like, he's not just talking. This guy really is about that life, man. He really is, man. And um, I'm looking forward this season, like you said, man, of us getting more involved early, right? He clicked in. We started giving the ball late throughout the season, right? But, man, I can see now, Brez, we starting off with this guy. There's no holding back. This kid ready, man. He's ready to go. He's ready to get that work in. He's ready to play. Listen, there's no reason that this guy is not the centerpiece of the office, offense in 2021. He showed how dominant he could be with the ball. David Montgomery, he has the potential to be a top five back in the NFL. That is how excited I am about his prospects in the NFL and how awesome I think that he could be in this offense. Now, when I look at all of the different additions that we've added, we now have a veteran quarterback at the helm, somebody that'll be able to push the ball down the field when need be, the improvements on the offensive line. There's no reason. If Matt Nagy calls plays like he's got some fucking sense, that David Montgomery can't be a top five back in this league and show CBS Sports what's good. All I got to say about this, Prez, is CBS Sports is going to be eating their words, brother, because you're spot on, Prez, with this guy being more involved, if Nagy do the right thing, this guy has a lot of potential. The guy breaks a lot of tackles that you talked about before, Prez, on this podcast. It's like this guy is ready, man. And to me, like you said, Perez, top five is not out of it, man. This guy can definitely be one of the top five for sure. The thing that you mentioned earlier about the kid being humble, one of the main things, reason why I like him so much, but he even realizes that even though he had some success last year, he has bigger uh, things in mind for his career. He has different achievements and milestones that he has in place. And so when you see that with a guy, you're like, well, shit, all right, man. Like, you're not you're not satisfied. You want more. And I think that that's that's the signs of someone showing you that they're ready for greatness. And I'm really right. excited to see what he's going to uh, bring forward here in 2021. Man, Perez, you and I both, man, I'm looking forward to that. You know, but the other thing you mentioned there that does make sense to me, man, like you and I were just talking about, man, is the fact that this guy's now playing with a chip on his shoulder. You know, I got idea well at that Perez had a pretty good year, but now with a chip on his shoulder. That is dangerous for the opponent, for real. So I'm looking forward to it, man. I can't wait to get the party started, brother. I can't. And the last point that I have on this, when we're talking about David Montgomery, we talked about a few episodes back how he's emerging as a leader on this team, A-Dub. And so when you hear those type of comments coming from him, basically he's saying, hey, are we doing pads today? That he's made for Sundays. This is a guy that is a young player in the league, but he's showing people in his office that, hey, I want to be that guy. Give me the rock. You can win by giving me the ball. And that type of attitude, that spreads within the offense, right? And the offensive lineman will feed off of a running back that wants to be physical and that wants to run downhill. Because imagine now you got a game in Soldier Field where we got cold temperatures out there and you're giving that ball to Montgomery 20, 25, 30 times and he's just wearing out there to pose a defense that fourth quarter. People are bouncing off of him. That is Bears football. This is July, and I'm already thinking it's a November and December with Montgomery <laughs> running people over, getting first downs, breaking away from the defense. I'm excited, y'all. Hey, Prez, this kid is made for the cold weather, brother. <laughs> Seriously. Like you say, man, his whole demeanor, man, Prez, it just stands out, right? Coming to one of those leaders within this, within this team that you talked about. And 
you got to enjoy that, right? Enjoy these things here. This is just the off season right now, but you got to enjoy these things, man, this moment here. And I'm I'm happy for him. I know he's going to do well, Perez. But, man, I'm telling you right now, he's getting us off to a good start and just hearing him talk about things with Coach Nagy. And you kind of see how they're act- interacting with each other. You got to love it, brother. You got to love it. Yes, sir. Hey, another thing you got to love is you got to love Justin Fields' approach to the offseason, A-Dub. This man has been about no days off. Mm. And I respect everything about that type of mentality because Matt Nagy's already told Justin Fields, hey, you're not going to be competing for the starting job. But what did Justin Fields do in response to that? All he's doing is working even harder. It's almost like he heard what Matt Nagy said, but he also didn't hear what he was saying. Because he's like, you know what? It sounds good. But guess what? I'm still preparing like there's going to be a competition. I'm still going to prepare like I'm going to be that guy. And I love that, bro. No days off. He said even on his family vacation, they dub he was still going to be working and having himself in that playbook. Man, got to love that, Perez, from a kid like this, man, who's coming into this um, league humble, right? And the thing is, Perez, I'm glad he's doing all this work as well because you just never know when he might start. Again, so many things happen in the NFL game, Perez, with injuries that we talked about, things of that nature can happen. Nothing like having a guy that's already ready to, and prepared himself for that next step. And you're right, this kid been putting in work, man, every single day, you know, working on something, you know, working on his body, right? Understand the playbook better. It's like this kid is really preparing himself, man, for greatness. Yeah, and you got to think about it. We talked about it. His uh, teammates, the coaches on the coaching staff, all of them came away impressed from what they saw of, from him from the offseason program, man. And even the reporters that showed up in a little bit of glimpses that they got to see of him throwing the ball and working with the offense, they all came across uh, very impressed with this guy. So my thing is when you have a guy like that with this type of talent, he's got the city pretty much everyone wants to get a glimpse of this guy. Like, I can't right. wait to, to train a camp. I can't wait to see him out there practicing with those guys. And this is what we're all excited about. But one of the reasons why I think most of us are really, really fired up for this kid is because we see the way that he's coming in here. Head down mentality. He's humble. He wants to get better. He's saying the right things. But not only is he saying the right things, he's going out there on the field that he's doing what needs to be done. Yes, sir, Perez. And man, all I can say when I see this guy, the work ethic and his learning and things he's able to do, man, all I can think about is that Mamba mentality, man, that this kid is demonstrating. And um, I just love it. Yeah. and. I'm going to say something here for our buddy Dan Orlovsky. Now, I'm not sure if you remember this, A-Dub, but he criticized Justin Fields and said that he had a lazy worth ethic. Right. And everything that I'm seeing from Justin Fields, as far as since he's been a bear, I can't tell that this guy's got a lazy worth ethic. So I don't know what you saw, Dan. I don't know who talked, who you talked to, but all I'm seeing in this short time with this kid being in Chicago is he's been putting in the work, son. I will say this, Press. Apparently, that dude was so wrong, Press. Hey, he don't deserve to be given a name at this point on our show. Um, to be that off, to be that off, man. And um, he is so wrong about Justin Fields because we got the total, the total opposite. Working hard, spending that time and energy on learning plays, as I mentioned before, learning his teammates, right? Just, I mean, just coming in that very humble, trying to get better every day and looking forward to being a star in this league. So this kid is showing us totally the opposite of what that guy said. Yeah, but you know, Dan Orlovsky, this guy, he's one of those ESPN talking heads. That's what those guys do. So a lot of times they say stuff for, for clickbait, for attention. So it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, Justin Fields is our quarterback. 
And we are happy to have him here. And he is showing people like him, any of these haters that was talking shit about Justin Fields during the draft part of the year, he's proven all you guys to be wrong. And all you teams that passed on Justin Fields, he's going to prove all you guys wrong as well. And I can't mm. wait till this kid gets his opportunity, A-Dub. I just really can't wait for that. Oh, yeah. When he gets his opportunity, man, I think he's not going to let us down at all, man. I mean, he's going to rise to the occasion. This kid is going to execute. So when he gets a shine, Fred, I'm quite sure we all going to be ready, man. Glued to the television. Some of us going to be at the game watching him, man. Just, just going to appreciate a guy like him. That's what we're going to do. Yeah. And... The one thing, too, that I like is the kid, everything that they talk to him about. Hey, what are your plans? What are you going to be doing before training camp? And he's like, man, I'm just going to be out here working out, studying film. And he talked about how he's going to be meeting and checking in with Matt Nagy over Zoom. And that's also a good sign because now that's him and Matt Nagy building on that relationship. Yeah, because that's something in the future that will that will basically uh, have major dividends for 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 this team. Man, Prez, this cat is breathing and living football, man. That's all he's about right now. Justin Fields is about football. Learning, getting better, staying connected, and look, staying into that football space. So I got to give that guy all the kudos in the world for how he's going about things at this point. Mm -hmm. But I'm telling you, the way that he's approaching this thing, A-Dub, is he's approaching this thing like he's in a competition for that number one job. And I love that because, as you mentioned, anything can happen in this league. Anything can happen. And when that moment comes, I'm sure Justin wants to make sure that he is prepared, right? Exactly. (laughs) Because you know what they say about you don't have to prepare to get ready if you're already doing the work to be ready. And that's what he's doing. Right, right. He's pretty much saying, when I enter the game, I'm ready to go. There's no me trying to learn this and learn that. I've already put the work in. I've already learned that. I'm ready to play. What's the play we're drawing up, coach? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but the thing for me, and one of the things that I want to just make sure that they're working with him on during training camp, and obviously he's doing a lot of work on the side, but just making sure that he's mastering that playbook, right? Yeah. Also, the things during the preseason game that he's learning from that, uh, that he is getting a little bit more of a rapport with some of his receivers and, and some of his weapons on offense, getting a feel for reading those defenses. Like a lot of that stuff is going to be really important. And I know we've talked about that in the past, but When I look at the Justin Fields, I'm very excited for him, but I also want to see the steps in his development. I want to see that progression, and that's the stuff that I'm really looking forward to and I'm going to be paying close attention to. Yes, sir, Perez. You're right, man. Progression. That's the key factor right there, man, making every rep count. And I think a guy like Justin Fields, he's taking the time out to do that, and um, that's what you appreciate more. I I love the plan in place that uh, that Nagy put out there, and I think they're going to execute that to the T. Yep. Now. One of the things that kind of goes in hand in hand when we talked about with Justin Fields' progression and his development is the fact that ahead of the Bears' first preseason game against the Dolphins, the Bears and the Dolphins are going to have some joint practices, they dub. Yeah, man. Looking forward to seeing that, man. Some competition. I mean, all these, these are to me, I call additional reps, Perez, you know, with having other team play with you, play against you. Those kind of practices, it does help, man. It does bring our team together as well. So, you know, that's, that's going to be very good for us, man, to see that happens. And um, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I mean, because that gives you some live reps against not your teammate. Because you know how it is, man. Those guys are going to get tired of, like, hitting each other and, and having right. those those type of practice against one another. So it gets a little spirited because you get another team in there. You get some fresh blood in there. 
and that type of stuff, it breeds out the competition in, in everyone. So I can only imagine that the juice is going to be flowing when the Dolphins come out there on that practice field. Yeah, man, you get to measure yourself up against some, some other some competitive other guys from other teams playing against you. You get to build up from that prayers, right? To see, get yourself going, some extra motivation that you want to play against competition, and you get to measure where you are at that point. So um, that's going to be very good, man. Not just for us, but also for the Dolphins too. It'd be a good measure stick for them as well. I know it's just practice, but you kind of see from playing against others on where you're at and what you can do to continue to improve. No, I mean, I think that's an important point to bring up because with the Dolphins coming in here, A-Dub, we know that they have a very talented defense in Miami and they're coming off a really pretty solid 2020 season. So this is going to be a good test for this Bears offense to go up against that Miami defense, but then also, our defense gets to go up against Tua. And right. that's going to be really good on both sides because now Tua, which, you know, whatever, I don't really care about his development to that degree, but it's going to help him go up against a really solid defense for the Bears. And now that Bears defense has a chance to now go against a young emerging quarterback in the league. So I see nothing but benefits from this joint practice, bro. Yeah, man, I do too. And I know Justin Fields getting a shot at the play against those guys. Like, hey, Dolphins, you all kind of like passed up on me, right? <laughs> look, you get a little glimpse of what I look like. And that's why doing things like this is going to be perfect for Fields' development. That's a top defense that he'll be have a chance of getting some reps up against. But I got I got I got some shade. So is this going to be the Adam Shaheen revenge practices on deck? Because you know he's a dolphin now. Right, right. <laughs> you know what, Press could be, man. It could be. <laughs> <laughs> he was solid for Miami last year. He didn't do shit here, but he was solid there. So right. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but no, I, I'm really looking forward to these uh these practices. It's a great opportunity. And I always, like I said, I always over the years have loved when they've had other teams come in. I mean, when you've seen our hard knocks, when they have those joint practices and you see people getting fired up, sometimes you even see some skirmishes happen out there, but that's, yeah. that's that competitive juices that are flowing. Exactly. And that's what I want to see, man, right there, Chris, because it's not quite a preseason game, but it's close. <laughs> it's close enough, <laughs> you know? Well, it's gearing up to it because you're probably yep. going to see better hitting in them practices than you're going to probably see in that game. <laughs> probably so. <laughs> you're right about there, brother. Like I said, man, I love that when the NFL sets these type of things up. Last year, if it weren't for the pandemic, the Bears would have had some of those practices with the Denver Broncos. So you would have had your boy Vic going up against him and his and his team. But, you know, it didn't work out because of COVID. So I'm glad right. we we're able to revisit that here and also give our guys a break from beating up on each other for a couple practices. Exactly. I'm looking forward to that, Perez. Looking forward to the challenge, man, and seeing how our guys, you know, play against them. Yes, sir. All right, well, man, let's get to the nuts and bolts of the episode, man. So as A-Dub mentioned, we're going to pull back the layers on some of the bears that we feel are under the most pressure entering the 2021 season. Got to start this list, A-Dub, at the bottom, at number five, Tevin Jenkins. Now, audience, you're probably listening to this show, and you're probably like, but President A-Dub, you guys also had him as a player to watch in 2021. And I would say, I can't get anything past you guys. But, <laughs> yes, he is a player to watch. But he's also someone that I think is under immense pressure. Man, he is under pressure, Perez. Because right now, we're expecting him to produce right away. He pretty much been brought on now to, hey, you got to hold it down. You got to hold down that fort now. You know, so with that, Perez, you got to keep your eye on him. You're not sure how ready he is. You don't know. 
But again, that creates more pressure on him to be able to, hey, you got to protect Andy Dalton, you know, right away. So, yeah, man, that's going to be interesting to watch because, you know, the spotlight is on him, Press. It really is. I mean, there's spotlight on Justin Fields as well. But the thing is, Justin Fields is not playing right away. You are, Jenkins, you know. So right now, we're expecting you to go out there, man, and play like a vet. The growth, you got to grow right now. So all eyes on him. Yeah, definitely all eyes on him. And when the Bears, and we've mentioned this in the past, but when they cut Charles Leno and when they move Tevin Jenkins from right tackle to left tackle, I immediately told you in my mind, I said, I don't know if they saw something, but it, it concerned me. Not yeah. because I don't have faith in Big Tev, but it's the fact that the NFL game is different than the college game. And he in college primarily played a right tackle. A lot of the draft experts had Tevin Jenkins pegged as an interior offensive lineman when he came to the NFL. So now the Bears are projecting him to be a starting left tackle. So now right. we've talked about it on this show that Tevin Jenkins had limited exposure to that left tackle position in college. Correct. Now, we all know Tevin Jenkins has an incredible, competitive, mean streak and demeanor. He's physical as hell, and he wants to smoke. But a couple areas that we have to think about when it comes to him is how he's going to be able to handle blocking speed rushes in this NFL. Is speed going to be something that he's going to be able to handle? Is he going to be able to handle making blocks at that next level in the running game? That's something that we have to be thinking about when it comes to Tevin Jenkins because this offensive line for us has to get the job done. We just told you, audience, how we are thinking that David Montgomery could be a top five back in this league. Well, that starts up front. That starts with Tevin Jenkins and Sam Mustafer and Cody Whitehair and Daniels and, and Effetti. It starts with all of those guys doing their jobs, blocking, opening up lanes, and protecting the quarterback. And so that's why, for me, Tevin Jenkins is someone that I think is under a lot of pressure because now you took a rookie that you could have probably kept at right tackle for a season and let him learn the game. And you could have kept Leno, even though Leno, we, we all have our opinions about him, but he was serviceable. And you could have right. then gradually moved Tevin Jenkins over to the left tackle position. So whatever. We can't, we can't cry with spoiled milk now. It is what it is. But now all eyes are on Tevin. Yeah, Chris. It's on him, man. And all those things you just shared there, Chris about him moving over to that side, being a left tackle now, that's huge. With all that press, what the Bears are telling us is that, hey, Jenkins can handle it. Now all eyes on him now because he's on the line with some, some veterans now, some guys who've been playing, right, for some years now, who've been doing their thing in, in the league. Now you, Jenkins, you're, you're, you're brand new, man. You're a rookie. So can you step your game up? It matched those guys would be even better on that line. So, but that pressure right there is for him to produce right away. So, yeah, all eyes on him, man. And and I hope he stepped up, stepped up to that challenge, though. But that creates an added layer of pressure because right now, again, we're expecting him to produce right away. One of the points that we made earlier in the offseason is we talked about the fact that Tevin Jenkins is going to be able to learn real quickly how this NFL works, matching up against Khalil Mack and Robert Quinn, and some of the other various pass rushers on this Bears defense. They're going to do everything in their power to get this kid prepared. And I remember there was a, it was a couple years ago, A-Dub, I was at a training camp practice, and Khalil Mack was so disruptive in this practice that Mitch was just so frustrated. He just kept spiking the ball into the ground because Khalil, Khalil Mack kept blowing up plays in the backfield, and he would tag him, which meant he sacked him. So 
the offense couldn't get any work done because Khalil Mack basically lived in the in the backfield. And because also they weren't double teaming them. So they were basically blocking them one-on-one. And we already know what happens when you try to block Khalil Mack one-on-one. No challenge there <laughs> at all. The man's going to get through. Yeah, but so but me making that point, though, is those are going to be reps where Tevin Jenkins is probably going to get, Khalil Mack's probably going to get the best of them. But he's also probably going to have his opportunities where he's also going to probably win some of those matchups too. And those are the situations where you get better because iron sharpens iron. Yeah, and that's one of those guys that you get to learn from, right? To learn some tactics, learn how to, you know, challenge guys like Khalil Mack, right? Because, I mean, it doesn't get any better than that, really. If you think about it, Chris, only a few guys that may be on that level of a Khalil Mack. So taking on those challenges in practice, man, can't do no more than help, help him out, man. And um, he's going to need it, too. All the help you can get, man, let's take full advantage of this offseason to get better. Yeah, I mean, because when you look at our division, you got to go up against Zadarius Smiths and your Daniil Hunters and your Romeo Chorus. And so those are going to be some of those premier pass rushers that are going to be coming in here. And those are the type of guys that we're going to be needing to make sure that Tevin Jenkins is going to be ready for him to put those guys on their fucking ass. Absolutely. I'm with you there, Perez, because, you know, you talked about this already, Perez, on the podcast, man, about our tough schedule. We're going to get some, some tough defenses, man, the first couple of weeks. So, yeah, he has to be ready for that kind of a challenge, man. So I'm glad that he's going to get his chances in practice, man, to work with some guys. But, yeah, this is all going to be training day, right, for him to get better for the season. Absolutely, brother. Absolutely. Number four on our list, and this is somebody that we haven't talked about much during the offseason, but he was someone that we talked a lot about during the last season, the 2020 season, a dub. Danny Trevathan, an inside linebacker. Talk to him. He's not mm-hmm. a young guy like he used to be. Um, it looks like, I'll tell you, Perez, last season, looks like he lost a couple steps, man, especially in the, in the passing game, man. I mean, the guy couldn't keep up. Guys were going past him. He showed flashes of greatness at times, but it wasn't consistent enough. So with that, Perez, you're hoping that, hey, he can have a bounce back here. You're hoping for that. But, man, the spotlight is definitely on him because of that, that reason alone, man, that, hey, he didn't look great last season. He did. I would say this, A-Dub. I, I remember beginning of the season, I was, oh, it, it was tough for me to criticize him. But, you know, we keep it a buck here on the show. Certain parts of the season, he was solid, right? So he went from being bad to okay. But when it all averaged out, it just wasn't enough. Because when you looked at the type of year that Roquan was having next to him, right. and I'm just like, man, Danny, Roquan is all over the field. He's covering people. He's getting in the backfield, making tackles. But Danny Trevathan was getting beat in coverage consistently. Right. But one thing, though, a lot of people don't talk about is the fact that Eddie Goldman would be that buffer, that barrier to keep linemen off of Trevathan, to keep them off of a Roquan Smith. So basically, the fact that Eddie Goldman is back this upcoming season, that's going to bode well, I think, for Danny Trevathan. So that's why I think this is a season where he's going to be under pressure. But I'm hoping with the return of Eddie Goldman, that we see a Danny Trevathan that comes in there and he's ready to go and he's putting fucking people on their ass. I hope so too, Perez. I hope that can happen, man, because you're right. He kind of got exposed last year. This year may be different. It could be. But I'm hoping that, man, he can show flashes of that greatness that he used to show, man. And if he can do that and be consistent all year, that would be fantastic for our defense, Perez. The thing is, I'm just going to wait and see how he shows up, the way it looks like before I really, you know, throw him under the bus, you know. I want to be fair to the guy, right? Give him fair criticism. But, yeah, if he can show us signs of, of better than he was last season, that's good for us. Yeah, I mean, it's a fair point. He's definitely getting older, but I still think that Danny Trevathan is 
one of the people that I consider the heart and soul of this defense along with Hakeem Hicks. And he has that veteran leadership. Those guys on that team, they look to him. So if Danny Trevathan is playing at a level that's higher than where he was at last season, this defense is automatically just automatically better going forward. And we know that the defensive starters, they sat out a lot of the on-field participation earlier in the offseason. So now during training camp, the coaching staff is going to get an up-close look at how Danny Trevathan is, is, is physically. You know, how he's looking going up against that first-team offense. That's going to tell them all they need to know about Danny Trevathan and where he's at now. A fair point to bring up is that for some reason, Danny Trevathan is struggling to cover people, whether right. it's a tight end or a running back. Then they may look to a Christian Jones to bring him in on passing downs. And that's something that we saw last year in certain parts of the season early on. They were bringing Deion Bush in on passing downs to help out in coverage. I'm with you there. Um, but the thing about Danny, man, is he's not that old. Perez, what, he's 31? There are some guys over 30, right, who are still doing very well in the league, man, you know, on the defense side of it. Maybe he got a lot of knowledge on his body, right, that's starting to add up at, at this point, and you just never know. But I'm hoping that, like you're saying, man, this coming season could be different, man, if he shows those flashes man, to show that he can keep up in coverage because we have to get help with him this past season with, with being in coverage because he was getting beat. So if he's showing signs of, hey, being able to contain this man and also we've been, our, our defensive line is putting pressure on the opponent, that helps as well. But the thing is, if we can disguise him, that would be great. But if we cannot, you know, we got other guys on the team for depth reasons that can actually help out. True. One thing that I wanted to touch on, so you mentioned about uh, Danny's age. So yeah. he is 31, but one thing to keep in mind, A-Dub, is Danny Trevathan's had a lot of injuries, and they, they've started mm-hmm. to pile up on him. And I think that's yeah. the part where I think that Danny Trevathan, we've seen him age a bit in front of us. Yep. So, And I think that those injuries are kind of some of what we're seeing of what's kind of caused some of that, I don't want to say decline, but maybe some regression in his game a little bit. You know, it, Perez, that's a huge factor, man. You know this, and I know this, right? That injuries, man, play a, take, a, take a big toll on you, man, as a player. With him having injuries, man, Perez, in his career, that also adds up, man. And um, it's a lot of punishment your body's gone through over the years. Maybe it's time. It could be time for him. Maybe it's not, right? The clock is on him. It's ticking, man, and um, he's on our radar. I really hope that Eddie Goldman is back to his Eddie Goldman standard of play because I really think that Danny T and Roquan, they may fucking have 100, 175 tackles this season. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. You know how I love my boy Roquan, man. He's out there, man, ready to play, man. Roquan will suit up right now if the game starts right now. <laughs> you know, Roquan ready to play. Yeah, shit. Roquan was the only defensive starter to show up to any of the uh, in the involuntary workouts. So, you know. Roquan's like, man, I love football. I'm here. Right. <laughs> exactly, man. I'm happy for that guy for sure. Man, he can look really good this season, man. Much better than last season. And that's saying a lot because he was amazing last year. So I can only imagine the sky's the limit for him this upcoming season. Absolutely. Let's go, Roquan. Yes, sir. All right. Number three, man, on the list. This is somebody that we've talked about a lot this offseason. And probably not going to be a surprise for loyal listeners of this show. But number three is Anthony can't get right Miller. Talk to him, <laughs> Anthony Miller, man. I'm not going to beat you up as bad as my boy Prez have done you. I said that before, so I'm not going to go too crazy on you, man. You've had a rough last season, in my opinion. Very inconsistent one. 
need to drop passes, you make spectacular catches at times, then you drop some of the easy ones. And then you weren't in position to even make good plays at times. So for that reason, man, you got to step your game up with Money Moon and A-Rod, man. Those two guys really would need you this season. It would be great if you can have a bounce back here. But you are on our radar, man. This is your last season to prove what your value is. And you got a chance to audition not only for the Bears, but any of the Tugas who are looking at you going forward. So, and Prez and I talked about that before. But, man, right now, the spotlight is on you to shine. If you can't shine at this point, man, good luck to you, brother. I'm just going to say this, A-Dub. I, I, I've, I don't even know how else to say it when it comes to Anthony Miller. I, I encouraged you last episode. We believe in you here on this show. However, we're all about accountability. And we know that you are not living up to your expectation. It's almost like what a father says to his son. He just looks at him and just says, hey, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Well, Anthony Miller, we're just tired of being disappointed. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired of complaining about you not living up to your full potential, young man. That is how I'm thinking about Anthony Miller right now. I'm almost looking at him like he's my son. I just want better for you. I want that to happen here in Chicago. I want to see 17 running up and catching game winning touchdowns like you did in Atlanta. That is what I want to see. I want to see those catches like you made against the Detroit Lions. That is what we want to see for you, Anthony Miller. That is what we need because we know you can make those type of plays. Now, Adel talked about. You could go from one extreme to another sometimes. You could drop the easy ones, but then you can make the highlight reel catch like you did in Detroit. But Anthony, we need more from you, brother. Now, the organization, they brought in a lot of competition at your position. We've talked about it on the show. You know what time it is. There's no more excuses. There's no more talking. Go out there and go get your money, bro. That's all you got to do, Press. Go get his money. Because he is on that hot seat. Like you said, Press, there is competition. Who's ready? They are ready to step in and take his spot. So he has a chance right now to show, hey, I want to keep it or do you want to lose it? The choice is his. It really is. And we've talked about it a lot. But Darnell Mooney came in here and took snaps away from Anthony Miller. They brought in Marquise Goodwin. They brought in Demir Bird. They drafted Daz Newsom. There's so much competition in that wide receiver room. So where do you fit in into the mix, Anthony? I know if it were me and my boss, I start looking over my shoulder and I see that they're hiring all these people. And I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> hey, they, they trying to cut into this pie here. What's, what's this shit about? All right, I'm going to show you. Y'all ain't got no faith for me around here. All right, bet. I hope that's the type of energy you have. I hope that he is taking that and seeing, hey, these guys are basically saying that we have more faith in these guys, and that's why they brought them in here. And you should be looking at the fact that A-Rob and Darnell Mooney now have this one-two tandem. You could have been in that one-two tandem with A-Rob, but Darnell Mooney came in here and snatched that shit from you while you was resting. That's right. the motivation you should have. And on top of that, Perez, he knew that Money Moon and A-Rob was out there in Miami working out together, right? Doing some great work. That should be like, you know what, those guys are working, putting their work in. Hey, look, I got to step my game up big time. So if he didn't feel, like, feel the pressure then, Perez, he sure in the hell should be feeling it now. Like, oh, those guys are working pretty hard over there, man. I need to be putting in maximal effort, if not more than what they're doing at this point, so I can keep my job. Yeah, one of our listeners hit us up on Twitter, A-Dub, and he said that 
he heard that Anthony Miller was working out somewhere with Evander Holyfield. So I didn't see that, but if that is true, well, that's with, great to hear that he's putting in some work. With, with who? With your boy Real Deal, Evander Holyfield. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. Well, I hope that produced something for him, you know, because, um, look, whatever it's going to take to get you right on the field, man, do what you got to do. I don't care what it is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying, friends? Like, look, all we want you to do is play great football. That's all we want you to do, man. So if that's going to get you right, then go ahead and do it, man. Just when you get back on that field, just show us something, brother. Well, I, it's one little thing that I, I thought about that. So when I heard that he was working out of Vander Holyfield, I'm like, well, shit, that's probably why he was punching people in fucking football games. Like, he let that shit go <laughs> <Right>. to his head. <laughs> right. You working out with somebody else, man. Like, hey, look, that's a boxer, you know? I'm not sure what you're going to learn from a boxer about the football field. So I hope they can help you keep your mental stability straight. You know, that I mean, that's the case. I hope that happens, you know? Because, you know, we saw some meltdowns on him last season. So if that's going to help in that department, Ooh, I'm not sure what it's happening on, but hopefully you show us on the field what that looks like. Well, you know, Evander, his son, he played football. I think he played at Georgia and he got drafted in the league. So maybe Evander helped uh, his son, you know, develop in a bit when it comes to football. You never know. But never know. Evander Holyfield is a, a champion in his sport. So I'm sure that there was something if they did work together that he was able to impart upon him, maybe preparation, maybe attention to detail, things of that nature. So you never know. But at the end of the day, Anthony, Listen, man, we want to see you ball out. I would prefer for the Bears to re-sign you to some sort of an extension after you fucking have 10 touchdowns this season. But you got to make it happen, brother. You got to make it happen. You got the talent. You got the talent. And the thing you mentioned, Perez, he's going to have an opportunity to show it, too. So it's not like we're going to abandon the guy right away. We're going to give him every opportunity, every chance. And I think that's how Nagy operates when it comes to Anthony Miller. He's going to give him a chance. Well, shit. I mean, think about how many chances he's gotten. This is his last chance. This is yep. his absolute last chance. <laughs> Absolutely. You talk about a three-strike rule, man. It's like I'm drawing one of the lines on the X right now as we speak. So that's where Anthony Miller is right now. So, uh, <laughs> hey, look, he got produced right away, man. Yes, sir. All right, man. Number two on our list of Bears under pressure in 2021 is one Matthew Nagy. Talk to him, A-Dub. Matthew Nagy, what can we say about you, man? A, a whole, whole lot, lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, man. Matt Nagy, you went from, Brad and I talked about this uh, on this podcast several times. You went from, man, um, calling the plays to passing plays over to Bill Lazor, you know, and you, you didn't have our team ready to begin the season. Our offense looked really bad to begin the season. And I try to give you a benefit of the doubt due to the pandemic, but man, you didn't show any signs of getting better till late in the season, really. You know, when Trubisky kind of came back in and Bill Lazor was taking over and we started to show some signs of offenses coming up. So, yes, you're on the hot seat, man. Last couple of years have not been great overall. And the one we got to look at who's part of this problem is Matt Nagy, you know, because guess what? Like you said before, Perez, you can't keep blaming everybody else who are no longer here. <laughs> they all gone now. It's all on you now to make the adjustments and to get this team ready and prepared to play football. Well, I, I agree with everything you said there because there's no more people that Matt Nagy could throw under the bus. He's throwing everybody under the bus. That was just you, right? Right. Now you're calling the plays again. And I just think back, A-Dub, to when Nagy was hired here and everybody was in love with him. He was doing his little trick plays and they were working and the defense was playing at high levels and 
you know, everything was working in, in his favor and he was the darling of the town. Right. But then it just seems like that was just so short lived because now we've seen this offense, the leagues figured it out. Nagy didn't make the adjustments. He didn't have the quarterback that he thought could run the system. He didn't believe in the quarterback and so forth. Well, guess what? Now at this point, Nagy, you got the quarterback in here. We got a franchise quarterback waiting in the wings. There's no more excuses. You fit your office around the skill set of the people that you have, and let's roll. That's right. it. That's what it comes down to, Fred. I got to throw another thing, get another jab at him, man. He started Nick Foles, man. And, you know, Nagy was high on thinking Nick Foles, Nick Foles was going to do great for us, man. It didn't turn out that way, man. <laughs> it really did. It became a disaster. So, And that falls on Nagy because he made the decision to, hey, get Mitch out of there and, and, and go with him. And it didn't work out in your favor. So you got your chances, Nagy, to show us something. And you get another chance this year to do it as well. So this is your chance, man, to make something right, you know? And I wonder, would, would Pace making the move to trade up and to draft Justin Fields, did that buy Matt Nagy some job security? I don't know. But I do know heading into this offseason, a lot of Bears fans we're out on both Pace and Nagy. I know I was. I'm right. still I'm still looking at Nagy a little sideways. Pace, me and him okay right now. But <laughs> hey, me and Matt Nagy right now, uh-uh. I'm, I'm, I'm still like, I, I need to see something more out of you, brother. Because it's just been way too many excuses, way too much uh, stubbornness out of Matt Nagy. It's just a lot of this stuff with him is, bro, you're shooting yourself in the foot here. It took you a whole half of a season to realize that David Montgomery needed the football at least 20 times in the game, right? Right, that's correct. It took you two and a half seasons to realize, hey, maybe I need to off, offshoot some of this play calling and give the, uh, somebody else another chance at it. That's also stubborn and a little bit of arrogance. So it took him a while to figure out, hey, there's some adjustments that I need to make. So, okay, fine. He made those adjustments. Now he says, hey, I want the play calling back. I right. want to, I want to, you know, I want to be in control of this offense. Okay, fine. But as long as this thing is going to be collaboration, and I'm using that in, because that's a term that they used a lot. But as yep. long as laser and flip and all of these different people on offense are all working together in concert with Matt Nagy, then I have no problem with this. But if this is the Matt Nagy show where he's not listening to anybody around him, he goes into that mad scientist mode, then that's when his seat needs to be the hottest of hot seats. Yeah, Press, I'm with you all the way on that, man. I didn't have a problem with Bill Lazor, you know, called the plays. To me, I think it adds more pressure on Nagy with the fact now that he wanted to get the plays called. He want to call the plays again. With him doing that, now the spotlight become higher on you now because now it's like, look, you, we took it away from you. You gave it away. The offense flowed. Now you're getting it back. Is it going to flow again? Because we don't know yet, Chris. So now you're getting it back. So we're waiting to see that. Hey, look, man, we want to see his offense flow. This offense does not flow, Chris. Oh, man. Matt Nagy is going to get murdered, man, with uh, the criticism going forward if it doesn't happen. Well, I'll tell you one thing, man. If he don't get this offense uh, clicking and this offense isn't uh, doing anything this season, the fans, they're going to kill him. Talk radio is going to be a buzz. All the podcasts are going to be out there. They're going to be killing this guy. Matt Nagy is under so much pressure. I'm telling you, I would not want to be in his position going into this season. <laughs> Heck no, man. The thing is, friends, you and I talked about this as well. He got some weapons. It, it's not like we have a bad offensive team now, friends. 
I think we got some wide receivers, man. We got a great running back, in my opinion. Andy Dalton's not a bad quarterback. I said that before. You got something to work with, Nagy. This is not like last season. We'll see what he does. But until then, Matthew Nagy, we watching you, bro. We watching you. All eyes on you. Man. All right, A-Dub. The number one bear under the most pressure in 2021 is no other than Andy Dalton. Talk to him. Andy Dalton. I feel bad for him in a way, friends, because when he came on board, I don't think he signed up for this. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, 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 what part? The, the booing and the people that was trolling him or the fact that Justin Fields got drafted like a week or two later? <laughs> Which part? Both, man. <laughs> Both, right? It's like, damn, could it get any worse for me now? You know what I'm saying? Like, I already got booed coming on board. They were expecting some other big-time quarterback to come here who didn't come here. And now I'm here, right? It's yep. like the expectations didn't meet the standards. So it's like, uh-oh. And then they go out and drop this kid, Justin Fields, who've been getting all the signs from the fans and everyone else about doing great in practices, you know? And you're like, hold on. My time is limited here because now I'm just keeping the seat warm until this kid gets ready. If I don't do well in the first couple of games, I could be on my way to the bench, you know? Something he just won't right away because the thing is with him, Perez, he probably still want to continue playing football in general. So what that means is, hey, look, you're really trying to audition for your next team if you're Andy Dalton. Like, okay, if I can't make it with the Bears, I want to audition for someone else who may find me suitable, right? So at this point, a lot of pressure on him right now to produce. And with them hearing all the background noise, it's even more pressure on him to produce. Because if he slips up, you know the chatter press, bring in fields. Yeah, I mean, she, I couldn't have said it any better. That's why he's number one on this list, because... He's got a world of pressure on his shoulders, man. And <laughs> if, if I was Andy Dalton, A-Dub, I would be more motivated than ever to prove that I could play at a high level. Now, we saw when he was with Dallas last year. Yeah, he was all right. He was okay. And that Dallas offense has some weapons on it. Mm-hmm. And, and he was so-so. And I joked when we signed him that Andy Dalton's the reason why Dak got his extension. Because Jerry Jones saw real quick what life after Dak was like. And he was like, no, no, thank you. Yeah, man. That's the quarterback we got coming in here. So for me, he had a very hard time last season putting points on the board with that star-studded Dallas Cowboys offense. So that is why I put in pressure on Matt Nagy to ensure that he is making sure that David Montgomery is the centerpiece of the offense and you take that pressure off of Andy Dalton and let Andy Dalton do play-action type passes. Things that just get him in a bit of a rhythm, taking shots down the field. But David Montgomery has to be the centerpiece of this offense because if not, and they put too much of this uh, onus of this offense on Andy Dalton, well, we're going to see a lot of limitations, I think. Yeah, I will say two things on this, Prez, when it comes down to that. You know Matt Nagy, you remember how he banned the run game last year and decided to pick it up and run, but Matt Nagy is one of those guys who kind of banned the run. I'm not sure if he's going to do it this coming season. I hope he doesn't because I like Montgomery. I really do, Prez. But you know how Nagy can get at times. He want to continue to air it out. So that's going to be something we're going to look for to see how Dalton interact with that. And then, two, I think Andy Dalton may need to take the Joe Montana mindset, man. I remember when Joe Montana, he asked him about Steve Young, you know, being his backup. He was like, hey, my job was to keep him there. <laughs> so you want to keep your job, Andy Dalton. Your job is to make everyone forget about fields just for a split second, man, and you go out there and do your job. If you cannot do that, look, fields is coming in, and that's the end of the story. And guess what? You're not going to get your job back after that. And so A-Dub, uh, he wants Andy Dalton to be 
a little bit of the Joe Montana mindset. Well, I'll tell you one thing. He gonna need five rings to go with that uh, with that mindset. So Andy Dalton, what's up? What's good? <laughs> I'm not sure about the ring thing with him getting press, but he's gonna have to produce something, man. He's gonna have to. <laughs> but the reason why, listeners, we put Andy Dalton number one on this list because this season is gonna be the toughest challenge of his career. Now, one of the main reasons is gonna be all the heat, as he dub brought up, with Justin Fields waiting in the wings, knowing that. If he makes mistakes early on, that he may have the fan base and media and the mainstream media all basically saying, when is Justin Fields going to play? Is Justin Fields ready? You can't imagine that type of pressure that he has with knowing the prospect of him seeing that shiny Lamborghini over there waiting. Everybody wants to see what that shiny Lamborghini could do. That's pressure in itself. For real. <laughs> and everybody wants to see Justin Fields play sooner rather than later. And we all know the coaching staff, teammates, the fan base, we all know that Justin Fields is the future. Andy Dalton knows that he's the future. That's even more pressure, bro. That's a lot right there to digest. But, man, if you Andy Dalton, you got to be looking at all this like, man, I came on board and people weren't happy. And now I'm going to get a starting job. And people still are not happy. <laughs> so it's like, man, this is going to be a tough year. So the good thing, Press, he does have weapons that we talked about. So he doesn't really have any excuses, really. So for that reason, Press, he got produced right away. If he cannot do that, like, like you and I mentioned before, we're going to have to move on from him, man. But I do hope he can, can sustain and do his job. But the point is, I want to see a guy produce and show well, show some good signs. Yeah, man, we'll, we'll see. But I'm telling you, a lot of pressure. I can't wait to see what happens in training camp when it comes to Andy Dalton and definitely can't wait to see what happens in those preseason games. Without further ado, man, I want to give a quick little shout out to our listeners. We put a poll out. We wanted to open up some offseason contests because we haven't done any contests in a while, A-Dub. And so the people have spoken. They wanted to see a Justin Fields jersey giveaway and they wanted game tickets. So the first contest that we're going to do for the pod is we're going to give away a Justin Fields jersey, and it's going to be in collaboration with the Chicago State of Mind podcast. The second contest that we're going to do is we're going to give away a couple tickets for the Bears preseason game. It's going to be against the Dolphins. So we talked about that earlier in the show with that joint practice, but we're going to give away a couple tickets for that ball game. So stay tuned for details on both of those contests. Looking forward to everyone joining that. Yes, sir. Well, man, A-Dub. Another dope-ass show, brother, and we are out. Going to sign us off, bruh. Thanks for listening to the Barry Sanchez Podcast. You can find this show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and Google Podcasts. We appreciate your continued support of our podcast. Bears Nation, come down with us.